Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 134, the 134th Pennsylvania Volunteer Infantry episode, served notably in the Union Army during the Civil War. Uh, my name is Trey. I'm joined by Dylan and Cam. Hopefully, Tucker joins us shortly. How are we doing, gentlemen? Good, good. All right. Um, no living the dream without Tucker here. Um, living the dream. So... Winners and losers, didn't get a poll out, recording a day earlier than we usually do, didn't plan for it, my bad, uh, Had a having a hectic week at work, so didn't get a chance to get it up, I'll get it up tomorrow, as long as you guys remind me. Um, so no point to give out, um, however, do we have any other winners and losers? Yeah, losers, we'll talk about it later, Red Sox, fans. Yeah, we're all losers. Fans. Yeah. Possible loser for me if KD gets traded here to Boston, which is the rumor right now, because I said he would never win a championship again. So that'd be a tough look. And I don't like him. So to have to root for him would also be a tough look. But um, we'll talk more about that as well. Um, any, anything else from anybody? Uh, I don't think so. Loser no. to the haters, of which there are many, hating on Dylan and I uh, and our new wiffle ball team named the Roosters. There are groups out there that seem to think that it's not a good name. Um, groups that named their team after exclusively after comedies that came out from 2005 to 2010. Uh, it's the second time their team name has taken shape of that. And uh, that's all I'm going to say on the matter. But hate, losers, the haters, of which there are many, uh, they are terrified right now. I will go ahead and pronounce myself as not a hater. We've had this conversation last week. I did propose a, a different and better uh, name for your team, the Black Bears, and you guys would have gotten uh, merch from the Berkshire Black Bears, but I never said once that the Roosters was a bad name because I grew up my mustache after seeing the second Top Gun, and I am a big Rooster guy, so that's, that's just... Uh, had to get that out there. Now, well, I'm on the team, and I had no idea it had anything to do with the. It really the doesn't. Rooster from the show. It really mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, the idea came about that uh, Rooster, you know, he's big right now because of Top Gun. We could grow out the stashes, um, and then we said, you know what, a rooster's just kind of a cool animal. Another another uh, animal that you think wouldn't be menacing. You don't want to mess with a rooster. They they got spurs. They'll kick you. It hurts. They're mean oh, bastards. Happened. Dylan has fought a rooster, so he knows he knows the uh, courage and strength uh, it takes to defeat a rooster. So uh, we're going to bring that same energy. Um, all right. Ways to take. Cockadoodle dingers. Cockadoodle dingers. Go Cox. Um, ways to takes. Uh, if we got no other winners and losers, does anybody want to jump in with one to lead it off? I feel like I've been doing a lot of the leading off lately. I'll yeah, even go last I, uh, if you want me to. So. I had one, and it was just based on what we just spoke about, and now I forget it. What were we just talking about? We were talking about? about Hard Knocks, which is coming Hard up Knocks this month. Lions. Yep, here we go. Okay. So <laughs> last year, um, they introduced the Hard Knocks in season, which I just now learned, and it was the Colts. Now, the Colts were a team that were pretty well put together, um, had a pretty good season and were supposed to make the playoffs 
Um, now, originally I thought the reason was because of Carson Wentz, and I still think that's a big factor. But now I'm thinking back on it, and I think that because they were the in-season hard knocks, there's just a little bit too much information getting leaked out there. And even though it may be, you know, a couple of weeks after they film it that it comes out, I still think there's something there to be kind of uh, studied as like a film session. I'm still supposed to do it. Um, So here's my prediction for you. Cardinals are going to be the in-season hard knocks this year. And last year, the Colts missed the playoffs by a game. My prediction is that the Cardinals this season will not make the playoffs. And you can't prove this, but in my opinion, it's going to be because they're the in-season hard knocks. They're going to miss it by one game. They're going to have the opportunity. If they win in the last game of the season, they're in. If they lose, they're out. So... Mark it down right now. Cardinals are going to be on the verge. They're going to lose the last game of the season and not make the playoffs. All right. Um, I like this take. Uh, Hard Knocks has typically been a place for bad teams to be on. Um, I think it's it's that way because of the rules that are in place, which are like you can't have made the playoffs. You have to have a quarterback that just got there within the past, like, so many years or a rookie. There's a bunch of rules to be on hard knocks. Um, so it sets it up for bad teams. Now I loved watching the Colts in season. I thought it was better than most of the seasons of hard knocks that I've watched where you're, you're kind of honing in on unknown guys, focusing on the fringe roster guys, which is definitely interesting. It's an interesting part of the NFL process, but in this in season mode, it's about the stars. It's about the mentality of the guys that are the best of the best. You had Jonathan Taylor's resurgence basically caught on film this year, behind-the-scenes footage. Darius Leonard, who now is going to go by Shaquille, by the way. Um, And Carson Wentz, to see his kind of spiral, uh, was interesting. Um, I forget what weeks they covered. I think they started right around before Thanksgiving and then ended uh, like maybe two weeks before the playoffs. Cam, you got something? Yeah, I was going to wait for you to finish. I All right. I'll continue. Um, I think the biggest reason that they failed last year was because of the Jaguars. And obviously, they can't beat the Jaguars, which is just hysterical because everybody can beat the Jaguars. Um, but, I mean, there might be something to it. I remember watching it, and uh, one of the bigger episodes was the New England game, which, of course, they absolutely clapped the Patriots in. Um, but I remember watching and being like, I hope Bill's watching this because there is valuable stuff, I think, to be learned. I think you have you can't really do a show about in-season hard knocks without look, getting a look at how the team operates in the week and how they game plan. So, yeah, I agree with you, Cam. I think it's going to be the downfall of the Cardinals. I think uh, teams are going to be able to game plan for it better. And, you know, in a couple of years, we might see this stopped because teams are going to not want to be on it. Um because they're going to be having their game plans put out there. Uh, Dill? Oh, wait, Cam, I'll let you finish. Sorry, I'll let you Yeah, no, real quick. Real quick, the only thing I was going to say is you reminded me of this. So I'll not add to the take, but just add to my defense, I guess. Um, last year, the Colts signed Carson Wentz for a big deal. 
Now, it's not a new acquisition, but Kyler Murray just got signed to a big deal as well. So, both being filmed, both, both be putting on the on the big screen in season. A lot of big money. I think they're going to not feel the pressure, or the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, are not going to feel the pressure, just think they're bigger than they are. It's going to be another reason for uh, the downfall. So the selection process is teams that have had a head coach who was with the team the previous season, so it has to be at least a second-year head coach, have not reached the playoffs the previous two seasons, and have not been on hard knocks the past 10 years. And um, with the Lions on it this year, this will be Jared Goff's third time on the show. (laughs) So his teams have just always been on it. Um, Dill? Um... Yeah, so I don't think they can make Hard Knocks, right? Is that what you just concluded? Huh? The Cardinals. They're confirmed to be on it. They will be the team. Oh, I'm stupid. Sorry. It's all right. Wait. So who's on it now? It will be the Lions in a couple weeks, and then it will be Cardinals okay. in the middle of the season. I'm sorry. All right. So, yeah, I, I mean, I like to take Cam because it's – um. It's similar teams, and well, not really. The Cardinals are probably, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I like the take. I think you're you're onto something here with Hard Knocks. Like we were saying before the pod, uh, you know, it seems like, or if I was a coach, I would watch Hard Knocks. So maybe towards the end of it, um, coaches are catching on to some things, and maybe can. Uh, scheme based on it so you will lose that big game late in the year that needs to bring you into playoffs if you if you win so i like it um start they'll set a trend uh the uh hard knocks curse the hard knocks curse is in effect um hard knocks curse very real very real we will see we will see uh dill do you have a uh take for us I do. I'm starting uh, the 2022 uh, NFL Rookie of the Year talks. I'm setting, I'm, I'm grounding my feet right now. Um, this is fallout from Chris Carson. Chris Carson, I will talk later, um, retired today. Um, now the Seahawks, they have Rashad Penny who is kind of meh, but they just drafted in the second round a guy by the name of Kenneth Walker III out of Michigan State. I was looking him up. Current, or as of a month ago, a little over a month ago, he was um, seventh in the Vegas odds for Rookie of the Year at plus 1,000. Kenny Pickett was the top at plus 500. So I'm saying now that Carson's gone, he's going to take more of a role. and We're going to have rookie of the year Seahawks running back, which is tough because that means they're going to have to be winning a lot for him to run. Uh, but you never know. So, And uh, I don't think there was any other running backs in the field for top 15 odds. Um, so he's the only running back 
that I saw listed. So I'm going for uh, Kenny Walker, rookie of the year 2022 or 2023, whatever you want to call. All right, this wow. is a this is a big take for you, Dell, because we know that you had a take similar to this last year that ended up being uh, take of the year candidate. Did it win? Might have won. I don't remember. Who won take of the year last year? I don't think it was me. It was probably me. Like, my take didn't even come true. I I didn't win it. I always win wasted take of the year. Um, I can look back on it though. Um, anyways, this is a big take for you, Dell. Put the reputation on the line. I like it. I think this is good. I like this. I like this a lot. Um, and you said you don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball because they're not going to be winning. True. But at the same time, they don't have anyone to throw it. They have Drew Locke, who is bad. So they might be forced to run it a lot. Um, and they're not, I don't think they're trying to compete. I think they are trying to tank and get a quarterback next year. So, um, I like this take a lot. Um, if I remember correctly, this guy's a dude. Like he's, I think he's a power runner. I don't know. I know he was, I remember hearing his name in the draft and in the college football season. Um, I like to take a lot. I'm, I'm, I've learned last year. I'm pretty sure I said no chance for Jamar. Um, I'm not going to disagree with it again. I'm not going to get caught on the bad side of history again. I a hundred percent agree. Dill market, put some money on it. Cam. Yeah, I mean, um, Dylan, I said this last week, I love your takes, and I I love that you've become more of a fan because of this podcast, uh, and your research, I had no idea that he was on the Seahawks, not even a clue, um, so I'm going to 100% agree with you, he is definitely winning Rookie of the Year, um, I remember <laughs> watching him play in college, and he was very good. Now, he wasn't the best running back off the board by any means. I don't, I don't believe, I, I think you said that. But now that Chris Carson's out, you make a, a good point. Rashad Penny has not proven himself to be anything of note. So I agree. I think this could definitely happen. Um, side note on that, I did look up take of the year, and it went to Tucker for saying Jonathan Taylor is going to be the Russian champion. So that was... That was uh, when did right, he say that? Cool. Week week sixteen? No, Tucker had a, no. He said it very early on. It had the date on it. The graphic. I don't know. You can go ahead and find that. I don't know, but I remember. I remember saying that there was no bad blood with with that take because it was early. Um. Yeah, Dill. I mean, this is this is a good take. I like this take. Um. Hold on, I have it right here. Yeah. August 11th, he gave it. All right, that's legitimate. That's a really good take. Um, that's very early. That is so early. <laughs> that's right around this time, a couple weeks away. Oh, Dylan, you didn't nominate the Jamar t- take because it hadn't happened yet. So that could be a nomination for uh, next year, technically, I guess. Uh, I don't know. What did he say about Jamar? It, well, it hadn't, the awards hadn't come out yet, so he couldn't say that he was rookie. He, he couldn't put that as take of the year. Um. Uh, all right, uh, my turn. Um, I was looking around the league today. Julio Jones, obviously the big news of the day, signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, at first glance, this is great for Tampa Bay because you're getting an, you know, an all-time wide receiver, the best wide receiver Atlanta's ever had, 
uh, you know, top wide receiver in the league a few years ago. Um, I've seen him make freakish catches when I've watched him. Uh, I very much wanted the Patriots to go after him last offseason. And uh, at face value, it's good good move for the Bucks, and, and Tom Brady gets another weapon. And uh, this is the type of move that would happen when he was with the Patriots. You know, they'd get kind of an older wide receiver who used to be elite that would kind of come in. Um, I don't know about this one, though. I, I started thinking about Julio Jones and his Atlanta career, and I, he reminded me of another Atlanta Falcon that was recently, within the past three years, uh, moved. Uh, Mohamed Sanu was on the 2016 team that, Obviously, blew the Super Bowl lead, the twenty to three. Uh, if you watch the mic it up, he is mic'd up. He is featured very prominently. And in twenty nineteen, when the Patriots were struggling um, with wide receivers after the Antonio Brown fiasco, they went out and traded a second rounder for Mohamed Sanu. Um, Sanu has the stink of that Atlanta Atlanta team on him. And even playing with the great Tom Brady did not work out for him. He had uh, 26 receptions, 207 yards, and a touchdown. That was his stats with the the Patriots. He was traded uh, in week eight. He got to New England. He played in week eight, and he played the rest of the season with New England, totaling, you know, 26 receptions, 200 yards, and a touchdown. So my take is, yes, Julio Jones, obviously a better wide receiver than Mohamed Sanu, but he's still a member of that Falcons receivers core, which has the stink of that loss on him. He and plus he looked terrible last year in Tennessee. Didn't do a thing. I'm going to say that Julio Jones will have less than 300 yards receiving and less than two touchdowns and less than 40 receptions with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So 40 receptions, 300 yards, two touchdowns. That's the best season he'll have. He will have that or less this season with Tampa Bay. A, Tampa Bay. Loaded up on talent, obviously. I have been since Brady got there. B, he's a member. He's a he, he's a Falcon. He'll never not be a Falcon. He'll always be a Falcon. He's got the stink of Falcon on him. Trey, what, what were the numbers again? 30 receptions. You said 40 originally. so 40 receptions, 300 yards. That's where I got my three from. And two touchdowns. Okay. That's... Well, his stats last year in Tennessee were 31... 434 yards and one TD. So do we want to go worse than that and make it even more wasted? All right, he will. Um, no, I can't because he's better than Muhammad Sanu. Uh, and, he, and he had, who was his quarterback last year? Tannehill? No, I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking with that. I can't because he, he has a better. 4,302. Yeah, you said 300 yards? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a lot. Okay, Dylan, you can go first. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go no for multiple reasons, but definitely because of the yards. Um, if you bumped that to, like, 500, then maybe you have something going on, but 300 seems way too low. And the other thing is, last year, I don't know, I don't think that was a him problem. I think that was a Tennessee problem. Um, every single time I watch the Tennessee game, all of the announcers, everybody on social media, everybody, you know, analyzing games is like, what, what are they doing? It doesn't, it didn't make any sense that they just decided not to throw in the ball. He was getting so pissed. Yeah. Um, too. 
he did get hurt, right. But um, when he was playing, he, they weren't using him effectively in any sort of way, it seemed. Um, now down in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, Brady likes to throw to guys that have had success. He likes to, he has that thing about him. So I would expect him to throw the ball a hell of a many a times to uh, Julio Jones without question. Um, and I would expect this to be, they would never do this the league, but this, this is like comeback player of the year potential right here. But they wouldn't do it for a guy who's played for I, you've, I mean, you've heard me complain about the Patriots roster for six months now. Um, notice I never really shouted for Julio Jones. He's been on the market this whole time. He got cut pretty early. I think he's washed up. I think he's not the same guy he was four years ago. I think his last year in Atlanta, he wasn't very good. I think last year he was terrible. I think he's still not very good. I think he will be better than what he was last year because he does have Brady. But that receiver's room is good and I just think he's not the same guy. I think there's a very more more likely than not chance he's going to miss a lot of time due to injury. That's where my mentality comes from, really. Outside of the, the didn't he have curves. ankle and knee injuries? He's had it for like three years now. Wasn't he's that had, all that he's was had last ankle year? problems for three years. It's not going away. Cam. So I disagree with the take. However, I do respect the take because. Trey usually takes the easy way out, and this is actually wasted, so I appreciate that. Um, I don't agree with it because I think with Brady, even though Evans is there, Godwin's there. Um, wait, is Godwin still there? He is, right? He is. He got cleared to play today. Okay. So even though those two are still there, think about Antonio Brown, and he cleared those stats easily. Um I think he's he's going to do the same. Now, the only way I think this will happen, and I think it's kind of a asterisk on your take, is if he gets injured because he does have those issues that you were talking about. Um, yeah, can we get an amount of games played in that? Oh, I think he take? plays uh, less than ten games. Less than, but that's 10, part of it. So I mean, that's part like, of it. He'll play yeah, ten or fine. less. You no, you don't have to give a number. You don't have to give a number. That's not part of my take. I'm just saying I think he'll play 10 or less games. That's fine. I I don't necessarily disagree with that, to be honest with you. Um, I I just, I can't, I can't agree with 300 yards because he's so capable of going for 150. And if he plays seven games, like, I, I don't see a universe where he doesn't get 150. Or 300, um, especially with Brady. Because Brady kind of, he, he just spreads it out. Um, only way I can see that is if he gets injured. Or if Brady gets injured. Brady's not getting injured. <laughs> That's true. That's I mean, true. your point with Antonio Brown, though. Antonio Brown still had ball in him. And he still does, frankly. He just was a terrible, terrible person. Julio is older. He's dealing with an injury. AB was pretty, you know, he was older for a wide receiver, but still young in the grand scheme of things and didn't have any major injuries outside of brain trauma. So <laughs> No, I, I actually kinda agree with that too. I, I do agree that he's he's not the same guy that he once was. 
But in Dylan's point, he was also playing with Ryan Tannehill, who is... And that's why his numbers will be better this year. By one touchdown. By, by yeah, ten catches. Didn't he only play like five games last year? Something like that. I don't know. Wait, I have this. I think it's going to be a very, very similar year to what he had last year. And it's I, just he, disagree, I disagree completely because if he plays the same amount of games as he did last year, I I can't imagine that he's going to put up the same or less numbers. Just, they Why shouldn't have blown that Super Bowl. Everybody after that is doomed. They're doomed. That team is doomed. He played 10 games last year. See? Nailed it. Drilled it. Wow. I actually did not know that. Um, so you're saying that he's going to put up the same or worse numbers in 10 games with Tom Brady? Yes. Because I don't necessarily I, think it's I just was, a Tannehill I problem. I don't think it's just I a really, Tannehill problem. I think he's not not. He, I think he's washed. To be honest. With you. Okay, I I really respect that. Take that. I I do. All he's right. gonna have a thousand yards. He he will have slightly <laughs> better yards. He's not gonna have a thousand. Certainly not. Slightly better yards than he did last year, but he and Muhammad Sanu had the exact same season the year after they left Atlanta. So just saying. I also I also like that comparison because. There's a little bit of research gone into it. This is one of one of the takes that, well, I don't agree with it. I I respect that it's not just Bill Chicks should be fired. Well, they probably should if they lo- if they don't make the playoffs this year. Um, all right, let's move on to some topics while we still wait for Tucker. He said he's on his way. Uh, you know, he's a working man. We'll give him a break. Um, all right, the big talk of Twitter this week: the leaked trade rumors. Uh, between the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets that included Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. Um, so th- when this originally came out, a lot of people misconstrued it as just happening now, as this was happening now. turns out it happened about three weeks ago. Um, a lot of drama back and forth. Jalen Brown tweeting SMH for you, uh, our older audience, that's shaking my head. Um so my take on this, a couple different things. It, the trade in general, I hate it. I don't like it at all. I don't like Kevin Durant. I think he's a coward. I think. Real quick, Trey. Yeah. So just to, you didn't really say what the trade was. Kevin Durant to Boston for Jalen Brown and other packages. So including, I think it was. Uh, I can I can narrow it down a little bit. I have to. I know what what it was specifically. So the original conversation from the Celtics, because they did want Kevin Durant, probably still do, they offered Jalen Brown, Derek White, and then a pick. I think a couple I, picks, didn't they? A couple picks. Yeah, it was it was maybe maybe two picks. Um, it was denied. They said no. They want smart, right? That's what that the was the only, hang-up. Yeah, the only difference in the counter was instead of Derek White, Marcus Smart. Yeah. So, I I love Marcus Smart. I have no issue trading him. We got uh, Brogdon now, who I think is a good a good point guard. Yes, not the defensive warrior, but KD is pretty good on defense. So, um, I don't want the trade to happen. I don't like Kevin Durant. I've said on this podcast, I think he's never won another championship. I think he can't do it without two other superstars. And the big, the big guy here 
Tatum, you know, handed kind of handed the keys of the kingdom this year, told, you know, this is your team, go out there and win. Two wins away from an NBA championship, and then you take the keys away to him, the hand to Kevin Durant. I think that's a recipe for disaster. I think Durant's already been poisoned uh, by Kyrie. I highly doubt he would like it here. Um, he would definitely not like the scrutiny that Boston athletes are put under. Whether it's fair or not, he would not like it. Um, and I just like Jalen Brown. I like the team we have right now. I, I'm sick of super teams winning despite the Warriors beating us. I do respect them. They built that thing. They did not. I didn't respect them when they won it with KD. I respected this championship. They built the thing. They came back after a couple of tough years and won it. I want the same thing in Boston. I want this team to get over the hump. You've sunk a lot of assets into this. This is the legacy of the KD, not the KD, excuse me, of the Paul Pierce KG trade. Um, you know, make that worthwhile. Um, and in terms of Jalen Brown, this is horrible for him um the smh tweet you can read it as two ways either smh this isn't real this didn't happen or smh i'm mad at the team which i probably believe the latter um and if he's not going to resign in two years here then you kind of have to trade him because then you're just losing him for nothing so i really don't like the situation they put themselves in i don't know what the hell they're doing i don't know why they go after kd you have a superstar here you have another good player in jalen brown you had the role pieces. You were two wins away. You just needed a little bit more from your bench and a little bit more from your star. Who's young? Yes, I give him a hard time. He's a young guy. He's going to get better. Um, I hate it. I hate this. I pray it doesn't happen. I do not want to root for this guy. I, I've never liked him ever since he left Oklahoma City. He's soft online. He's soft on the court. Great basketball player. All time. He's soft online. All time basketball player. Triple B. Don't like him. Don't want him on my team. Give me Jalen Brown. Give me Jason Tatum. Let them build it. Let them win it. Uh, Dale, your thoughts? Yeah, I basically agree with you 100%. Um, There's a certain... uh, certain, I feel like there's a certain time point in... if If your goal as an organization is to win a championship and not just make money... um, there comes a time when you've dug your heels in so far that making a change like this would just set, would actually set you back. Even if you're getting a guy that's objectively making your team better on paper. Um, I think basketball is a game that we've talked about before. The NBA specifically, maybe not just basketball, but the NBA is a game of, uh, like mental attitudes between teammates. There's a, there's gotta be a better word for that, but, um, chemistry. Yeah. But it, it, like they're going to mess with the mojo of the team. Uh, so this makes no sense to me. Um, I want to know what Kanye has to say on the subject. Uh, pissed. Don, pissed. Don to sports or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if this were to happen, I would probably be like, well, this is going to end poorly. <laughs> it ended poorly with, with Kyrie, but it'll end poorly with KD, no doubt in my mind. Keep the guys you have. Try to build something up. It's like, I don't know. You're, yeah, like you said, Trey, stealing the power away from the guy who just gave it to seems regressive. 
Yeah, and to just to go off, bounce off your point, Cam, uh, Dylan, before I, I, you know, before you go, Cam, um, I 100% agree with you. And I think, first of all, let me say, I think this, there's a chance this didn't happen. Now, I know it was reported, reported by Shams. This is not coming from the Celtics because they would never want this to get out to Jalen Brown. This is coming from the Nets side. Plus, they're leaking it three weeks late. This is clearly to a ploy to try to get his value up. I don't think this is going to happen. I I really, if, especially if it was talked about three weeks ago. Who's value up? KD's. Can't get his value up any higher, dude. It's KD. Well, a lot of people would have said you never trade Jalen Brown for him, but yet that's being talked about. I mean, he's been in malcontent now where he is. He's a flight risk at any time, and he hasn't won anything since he left. Since, he hasn't won anything, period, because he got carried finish there your, by Steph Curry. Finish your point. I'm going to agree with you, but finish your point, and then I'll go. And then what was my other point? And to this doesn't. Yes, I, I, I preached a lot on this podcast about the only thing that matters is rings. I don't care about personal awards. I don't care about stats. I don't care about your record in the season. I care about rings. Did you win? Are you the champion at the end of the day? And on paper, this makes them better. 100 percent. You're getting a top five basketball player in the in the maybe of all time. Definitely a top three player right now. And you're also getting and you also already have a top, you know, 15 to 10 player in Tatum. So this definitely makes you better on paper. I don't think they'd win a championship with him. It wouldn't work. So I ultimately, Correct. while yes, this makes them look more championship ready, I don't think they would be. Uh, Cam, Correct. anything Correct. you got? Correct. And something you didn't, the only thing you didn't say that I want to bring up, and you'll 100% agree with it, the Celtics, put aside everything that, people say about the Celtics and I, I say it myself just because I like to get you guys going about the Celtics fans are, you know, racist or, you know, whatever. The Celtics have a certain type of player that they need to be on their team. And those kind of players are Kevin Durant. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Garnett doesn't put up with anything. Paul Pierce doesn't put up with anything. Jason Tatum was drafted by them. We'll He's see. Strong zone, that's fine. We'll see. Mark Smart, Hart knows. Everyone you see in the past 15, 20 years on the Celtics is a certain type of player that has Al Horford. Exactly. And I 100% agree. On paper, Kevin Durant is going to make your team better. But at the end of the day, if there's one bad game from him and he gets something, some boost from the crowd or something, what's he going to do about it? He's going to make it their problem. He's going to feel bad about himself. He's going to make it a Kyrie issue, like he said. And you guys just went from Eastern Conference Championship, or making the playoffs before the Eastern Conference Championship, making the finals this year. And you're sticking with the same squad. They're playing together. And it's not a great comparison, but it's what I've been saying the Yankees need to do is just keep the same roster instead of trying to just buy the best talent every year and making it work. You guys have young talent, and you're very good at picking, um, like draft pick-wise. Why give away either Smart, Brown, or both, and get talent out of? Just for Kevin Durant is going to be there for two, three years, tops, and maybe you win a championship when you already have. Don't fix what ain't broken, bro. That would be the worst move, and I don't think that Brad Stevens would 
ever do it. Um, and I said earlier, the proposal on the Celtics end was Jalen, Derek White, and Picks. It's not confirmed by any means. I personally don't think that that happened. That's just what's been out there. If it did happen, I think that Brad Stevens is an absolute idiot for even considering that as a possibility. I, w- I would not entertain the idea of getting rid of smart by sure. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, off limits. I I don't know. You guys pretty much touched it all. I just wanted to touch on the fact that like there's a certain type of player that plays for the Celtics, and he ain't one of them. Hundred <laughs> percent. And and just for the record, Brown came has come out well not publicly, but has had sources saying he wants to be here long term. He does not want to go anywhere. So and I hope those I- are the type of people that you. Sorry to cut in there, but those are the type of like people in Boston. There's people like Kyrie who like say openly that they're struggling and like don't love the city and the fans are being racist to him, whatever, while he's even there. And then but no, because Hubbard waits just in the mid. <laughs> the the people that say I want to be in Boston long term, those are the people that you keep because. Yeah. I mean, it takes a certain type of athlete to play here, and it's not for everybody. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I'll, um, I'll admit that hundred percent. That goes. It's it's crazy, but it actually goes for all four major sports. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the, the, the fans here are rough. Um, Tucker, just to recap, we can we can all welcome Tucker to the podcast. How you feeling, Tuck? Living the dream. Love to hear it. Um, we are just we finished race takes. We are just covering the KD. Ky, uh, excuse me, Kerry. KD, Jalen Brown trade talks. Just want to get your thoughts on that, and then you can go right into your ways to take. Yeah, well, my first thing was about Kyrie and was about the fact that Kyrie did say he wanted to be in Boston long term. He did say that. Literally <laughs> said he wanted to re-sign with Boston. He's like, if, the, if you will take me as a city, I want to re-sign here. And then it went off the rails after that. So that was the problem with Kyrie. If Kyrie just didn't like Boston, that would have been a completely different story. But I I go away from that. Oh, he, he um, didn't. He, he also did That's why he said, if you'll take me, and I don't know the exact quote, but he had if you'll have me throughout the season with, with people just, he didn't play as well as he did with the Cavs in Boston. And the Boston fans are, are critics. They're they're very hard on their on their players, and he doesn't take well to that. So he said, "If you'll have me, yeah, I'll, I'll come back." But at the same time, he's he's a baby, so it takes a certain type of player. I'll say it again. Yeah, we're all in, we're all in agreement here, and I, the Kyrie thing definitely. I think what Tucker's getting at is the reason people in Boston hate him so much is because he did say that. Um, yeah, he faked being the guy that you're talking. Yeah, no, that that was the problem with Kyrie was that he pretended like he was that guy that wanted to be in Boston long term. He just wasn't. But um, the Jalen talk sucks because I wish this never happened. And now that it did happen, I'm almost nervous that I don't want him here. Because I feel like Jalen's going to now not want to be here. I don't know. He posted like SMH and all that. And I feel like most of Boston fans had his back. Like, we want Jalen. We don't want, like, I felt like most of Twitter was like, screw off Danny Ainge, like, keep Jalen Brown here, which was good. Danny Ainge didn't have much to do with it. Or Brad <laughs> Stevens, sorry. 
Um, but like everyone was pretty much like, screw off Brad Stevens. Like we want to keep our team, which I love, but I don't know. I just feel like it's going to have some animosity in the future that like Jalen was the disposable piece. Well, I, this is, I hope his mind. Yeah. I opened the, the segment Tucker by saying that, that if he is really upset now, you almost have to do it because yeah. So that's, that's the real problem is that he's now upset. Well, that's stupid because the players, when they're on a team, they need to know and understand that they're expendable at all times. These are basketball oh, yeah, players, no, Dylan. It's, it's stupid. But just, be, just because if these talks were happening, you don't know the intentions of Brad Stevens. You know, he could be just trying to understand his team's value in the eyes 100%. of another team compared to the top three player, whatever you want to say in the, in, in the, in the league, like, Oh wow. Jalen Brown might be worth more than what I thought because look, they're thinking of trading KD for him. And Tucker, you know, like, to... you're, you're just trying to understand the value guys. They do that all the time. Yeah. And, you know, and it's all behind closed doors because people get upset, but they, Players need to realize that this happens all the time. And Tucker, to to kind of give you a different perspective is what, what I thought about. The SMH tweet could have been exactly what you're talking about, that he's pissed off at the team, which I tend to believe it is. Or it could have been SMH, this is BS. I know this isn't true. Like, I know I know they're not actually going to trade me. So you don't know how. You, you have to the, – the Celtics now need to go into damage control mode and talk to him and be like, hey, you know, this – even if they're going to lie to him, I don't know, but tell him, A – this either did happen or didn't happen and say, we didn't, you know, we're just trying to conduct business, blah, 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 and try to go into damage control. I think that's what you have to I do agree. now. So, so, so I just don't want KD. Yeah, we, we established. We yeah, all, we nobody, established. nobody wants him here, even Cam. There's go ahead, no Cam. Reason. See, as a Heat fan, I want KD. We don't have an established roster. Yeah, that's fair. I, I would love KD. I think we would, we would be better with him. I don't know what we would have to give up. I'd have to look into that. But going back to the Celtics, it, it, you're right. It's damage control. It's, you know, I, I if you don't think that Jalen Brown right now is talking to Brad Stevens on the phone, you know, you're an idiot. Um, but it, it is weird because what I've read so far from, like, verified sources is that the Celtics were the ones that initiated the proposal. So what happened, what, you know, what if it was accepted? Like that's just a handshake able. agreement. It's not necessarily true. Right. Celtics right. can come out and say, right. "Actually, we want your next three first round picks as well," and they'll say, "Screw off," and then you're like, "Okay, done." Right. No, and that I mean, do I believe that they were talking about it? Absolutely. Do I believe that there was a, a, a definitive trade proposal and a contract? No. I, I think Brad Stevens is a lot smarter than that, and he was the head coach plan, uh, coaching all of these guys. I I don't think that he would give up on somebody that he drafted that quickly for somebody that maybe could help him out for the next two years, maybe win a ring for him. So I I just think that Jalen I, – I think Jalen Brown, the, the SMH tweet – was very warranted, um, but I don't think it means anything significant. He's going to be he's going to be a Celtic next year. Um, he's he's going to be fine. He's one of those players that's going to kind of 
stick it out and they're probably having that conversation right now whether they lobby him or not i mean i think he probably has the mindset which just like whatever you know it is what it is i'm back with the celtics he's got too many boys on the team where he shouldn't care about what upper management and everything is um and it goes back to just being a player for the celtics ultimately it's not gonna matter if they offer him the correct contract in a couple of years and um i as much as i don't want to believe that this this trade talk happened i do think it did happen and I'll tell you why. Brad Stevens pulled out all the stops to try to recruit this guy. Him and Danny Ainge flew out to the Hamptons with members of the Celtics. I think maybe David Ortiz. I don't know if he was there. I know for a fact Tom Brady was there. So they pulled out all the stops to try to try to recruit him. So, all right, let's move on. Um, speaking of David Ortiz, got into the Hall Wait, of Fame. Tucker, Tucker. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Tuck. Sorry. Give your ways to take. My bad. Just in the yeah. rhythm of the show, you know. So, um, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear ours first? I would love to hear them actually. Quickly, because uh, we're already. I went. Yeah, sorry, I went first. Um, my wish to take was, they started the in-season hard knocks last year, and it was the Colts, and the Colts ended up uh, blowing it in the last game of the regular season and missed the playoffs. This year's the Cardinals. They're going to do the exact same thing because they are the in-season. Oh Cardinals. yeah, they're the perfect first half team. Hundred percent. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, could not agree more with you. Um, my take was that Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu were on the 2016 team that blew the 28 to three lead. They both had very similar seasons the year after they left the Falcons. Um, that last year, Julio was terrible with the Titans. Pa- Sanu was terrible with the Patriots. Um, his numbers, Julio Jones' numbers, are going to be 40 receptions less. At or less than 40 receptions, 300 yards, and two touchdowns with the Buccaneers. And I, I didn't include this, but we did discuss it in 10 or get less uh, games played because he's going to get hurt. Yeah, no, I agree with you, too. I think Julio's kind of over the hill at this point. Wow. Little wash. You're the only dis- one that did. Yeah. No, you didn't hard disagree. I, I did. Split decision. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't seem like I did, but I did. Okay. I 100% did. Mine was uh, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL. is going to be Kenny Walker of third for the Seahawks now that Chris Carson is retired. And Rashad Penny is their only other option. Gotcha. Well, uh, my take, some may call it. So uh, everyone knows about the second-year leap in quarterback. Usually there's one that has it. I agree. That goes far above all the rest. Lamar Jackson won MVP his second year. Justin Herbert had an incredible second year. Um, and it seems like there's these guys that are good their first year, play very well, and then the second year just break out into MVP candidates. Rumors are going around that Mac Jones has made Huge leaps in this offseason. I've heard it from everything. He's been working out with the guys. Bill Belichick has said it. Players on the team have said it. Mac Jones is going to be an MVP candidate this year. Um, all right, this is a tough one for me um, because while I do want to agree with you, Bill Belichick came out and said more nice things about Mac Jones than he ever said about Tom Brady in 20 years. So – um, 
I, he is slimmer, and I think he is going to be better, 100%. I think there's no way that he's not better. Um, however, I don't think he has the talent around him to compete for the MVP. Um, he will need to play at an MVP level if they're going to have a hope of winning anything significant. Um, you know what? I can't. I Yes, I agree with you. I can't go against it. I can't. I can't. I can't. Let's go. I am. As much as I bash them, I am still a Patriots fan at heart. Mac Jones, MVP talks. This is bad. This is very bad. Cam's putting in chat curse. I kind of think he's right. I, this is bad. We shouldn't be talking about this. Dylan? Now, the second-year quarterback, not only is it the year where you set yourself apart in a positive way, it's also the year where you set yourself apart in a negative way. Oh, come on, Dylan. And, and you show your true colors. Come on, Dylan. I love Mac Jones. Come on now. But, uh, as Cam put in the chat, the sophomore slump. I think no. there's a better chance that Mac Jones has a sophomore slump this year than he's an MVP candidate. My brain, and that, my brain agrees with you. My heart does not. But that doesn't mean I think he's not good. I but I could see him having a, an off year. He played off the charts last year than anybody expected. And this year he's got a worse team. So I'd say he played about he, exactly how I expected him to play last year, by the way. Actually, yes. I mean that's what in I terms of a receiving core, his team is better when with the addition of they lost Nikhil Harry, added Devontae Parker. But Nikhil Harry's oh, a pro bowler. A pro bowler. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, Nikhil Harry in the future is gonna be great. Huh. No one's gonna <laughs> say Nikhil Harry had a good season last year. Or that Monte Parker. Will he make the Pro Bowl this year? Possibly. Let's not rehash this. We did 45 minutes on this last week. <laughs> but all right, uh, listen. Let me be I the think he's a better receiving core this year. I think, un- like they had a lot of guys learning the system with having a rookie quarterback and also having Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. All learning the Patriot system at the same time is tough. I think there's going to be a vast improvement in that offense in terms of all those guys now lear- working together and having learned the playbook. You know what, Tucker? Worked together my year needle was, my needle you had an entire team. The entire MVP offense had never worked really together right. before. That's a, and then you had two very young running backs, two very young and talented running backs. It's a compelling argument, Tucker, and I think that their passing game will be better than it was last year. Probably not by much. Where they're going to struggle is on defense. That's what I'm just telling you right now. Um, also, oh, I forgot the Josh McDaniels factor. That's pretty bad. Uh, you forgot what? Josh McDaniels isn't there, and he was like his guy there. Like he teed it up for him, and he's not there anymore. Um Cam, will let, let you go. You haven't the, talked. Let me be the uh, voice of reason. So, your take? No. Disagree. Hard disagree. Way That's fine. Way too much talent. <clears throat> Do I think he's going to have a sophomore slump? Also disagree. Don't think that's going to happen. I think just what Trey said last year, he did exactly what I kind of thought he was going to do. This year, I think he's going to do exactly what we're going to do. Hold on now. Hold on now. Because you. Hold on now. Because you said he was going to be bad. Trey Wade. Trey Wade. Trey Wade. I had him as rookie of the year. He ended up as a rookie of the year candidate. I think I'm the only one who came close to calling what he did. And now Tucker's going to be right. I'm getting there. 
I was not just going to say. I'm just going to say. Thought he was going to be exactly bad. what you guys thought. Maybe not you guys in total. I was a Mac Jones hater, but as of now, I I haven't said anything negative about Mac Jones. Not Last week, I, I asked you guys a question. Um, well, I forget what it was now. Danny but Jones or Mac Jones? We said no. We said something about about. I know he's not going to be the next Tom Brady, but he fits really well into the system and he plays well. Whatever, and. I will gladly go ahead and say that this year he's going to do what we expect him to do. Now, that calculation is probably going to be about 3,700 yards. I'll give him 3,800 yards, 28 touchdowns, 9 picks. That's a good, that's a good season. Um, but that's not an MVP season. You um, know what? I think he's going to be better next year. I don't think he'll be an MVP candidate because he doesn't have the receivers around him to put up MVP numbers. Yeah. I mean, yes, I agree with that. And My brain's taking I, over now. My heart is dying. I also forget what I was, where I was going with all of this now because I have so much to say, but you guys kept talking over each other. Um, moral of the story, no, he's not going to be an MVP candidate. Um, <coughs> oh, I had a question for Trey. Um, if Mac Jones, oh, I think I might have already asked this. Mac Jones played on the Jets and Zach Wilson played on the Patriots. Who do you think would have had a better season? Jones fits the scheme better, and I think he's more talented. He's got more arm talent. I, I mean, I like Jones coming out of the draft, no matter what. I liked him going anywhere. Remember, I, I didn't like, I didn't like either of them. Oh, I liked Mac Jones. The most out of the draft. I said he was going to be the best quarterback in the draft before he was on the Patriots. So who did Trey? I'll give you. I've that. always I been a Mac Jones you. guy. I think I think he is the most. I think I think Trevor Lawrence has a higher ceiling. Obviously, out of the rest of them, I like Mac Jones. Do you think Belichick was the one that made the decision to draft him, or do you think it took a lot of? I think it took a lot of people to make him do it. I think Kraft probably told him you need to draft a quarterback in the first round. I think it was a group effort. I don't know if it wasn't. I think Belichick. it. I think Belichick conceded, but I think that he. If, if he Belichick had didn't want him, not originally. I don't think he originally wanted him. I think he was when, fine with when getting Lance, him. When, when Lance got drafted, that was when it it turned up. Hundred percent. I think before the draft, Kraft said, "You've sucked at drafting the past few years. We need a quarterback right now. We can't do Cam Newton again." He was fine with Cam Newton. He resigned him for another year. So. Uh, and he's had nothing but good things to say. Let's move on. We've covered Thanks. way too much of this. Um, okay. Uh, David Ortiz got inducted to the Hall of Fame. We're not really going to talk about that. I mean, obviously, great all-time player. Um, but the Red Sox themselves suck. Bad, bad baseball team. Um, they lost by 20-plus runs. 20, 24 runs, was it? Ended up being. Uh, the other night to Toronto. They uh, had a five-game losing streak that they snapped Last night, I think, did they lose tonight? They did. They lost by five runs tonight. Um, they have been terrible since the break. I saw a, I saw a, a uh, highlight or a low light on Twitter of all the errors that they've had in this past two series, and they don't know how to play the field. Jaron Duran watched the ball fly over his head, uh, land on the lost, warning track, then did lost in the lights. Yep, lost in the lights happens, happens. Then put exactly. 0% effort in getting to the ball. Let the left fielder yeah. run over and get it. I understand well, you're probably... Well, the left fielder was close. 
I get that. I get that. But at least put in some, at least look like you're worried about what's going on. Let up a inside the park grand slam because of it. Um, they look terrible. They look absolutely awful. It seems like since they went on that little hot streak in June, everything has gone bad. You've uh, had Chris Sale get back just to have his hand broken. Um, you have had all this drama with Devers and Bogarts, who by, day by day, I think, are more and more likely to not be Red Sox soon. Um, J.D. Martinez is now being uh, talked about on the trade block, which is going to be a shame. But, you know, I wouldn't hate the move if they had to do it. you got to reset at some point. Um, it just seems to me like everything's going wrong for them since the break. This is what I kind of expected from them uh, This after after April. I expected them to be good this year. I expected them to be you know, better than they were in the regular season last year. And they obviously went on that great run in the postseason. But after April, I was like, this is the same old team that we've seen stink it up every other year. It's every other year with the Red Sox. Good year, bad year. Good year, bad year. Good year, bad year. Last year ended up being a good year. It was supposed to be a bad year. This year, bad year. Uh, this team is not going to do anything. They certainly aren't going to win the postseason if they're lucky enough to make it, uh, the Yankees are, they're not going to catch them. Um, yeah. So Dylan, your baseball team, what do you think? Uh, well, they're officially in sole possession of last place in the East. Um, they were in second a couple of weeks ago. The but East is good, by the way, like the, the Orioles are good, like a good team. Um, that said, they're still only three and a half games behind in the wild card. Sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. Three and a half games uh, behind from a wild card spot. But that means they have to jump over Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Um, so, that's tough to do. Um, it's We're in a division that's so competitive. The thing is, is Baseball is funny. It's a game of streaks. Obviously, the Sox are not doing well right now. But other teams will begin to not do well as, as well. Toronto's 9-1 and one in their last 10 right now. They'll have a, a bad spell. You have to, given the situation, the Sox have to stay within three to four games of third place in the in the division in order to be close to a wild card spot. Um, but they stink against their division. I mean, I don't know what the division stats are, but it's not very good. Um, and I think that's our biggest problem. We don't beat the teams in our division. And you can't win when that happens, so you, you can't expect to make it to the playoffs when that happens, so... Uh, something has to change in the next couple months. They have Oxford last beat their division. I know that's what I said. Tucker. Um, yeah, with the Sox, I don't know what to think. They have like the yips as a team or something right now. I don't really have any faith in them, uh, which is, you know, I'm usually the confident one. But, I mean, it's just stupid. Like that Jaron Duran one is – play was terrible it just seems that they have no hope on their own team i just i don't know how to feel um but i i want to still believe in this team maybe they can make a late season push i think if anyone can convince them that it's alex cora 
Like, I think he can maybe push them to it, but if they keep up the way they are, there's no shot, and they need to start keep, start building for the future. But I don't know. I, I want to still believe in this team. I don't think they're the most talented team in the league. And any, like, I don't think they're talented enough to win, especially with their pitching. But they're, they're I don't know. Just, just get, some, get one good pitcher. They're and sick. At the trade deadline, I'll completely change up and have faith again. They're 6-15 and 15 in July. Pretty That's bad. good. And they, this was a big month, too, because they had all those – Stretches again. They had that one stretch against AL East, and they yeah. They played Tampa for three, Yankees for four, Tampa for or sorry, Yankees for yeah, Yankees for four, Tampa for four, then Yankees for three, then Toronto. Toronto for three. In that stretch, they won one, two, three, four, four games. Not good. Um, Cam, you must love what you're seeing. Uh, however, how are the Yankees doing? Yeah, well. Yeah, I don't really care about the Red Sox. They lost in the division. Um, they're a while back. The Yankees are no longer the best team in baseball, which, if you talked to me three weeks ago, wouldn't have seemed like a possibility. Um, Dodgers have now have the best record after the Yankees lost tonight. Uh, I So here's, here's my feeling on it. Because I said probably a couple months ago about the Yankees, is I really hope that they don't slump right at the end of the year. So right now, obviously, big slump, not great. But I guess depending on what happens down the line, I'm, I'm happy that it's happening now, hopefully. Um, so that's kind of – I'm optimistic that this is going to be their slump. It's a, it's a one-month thing, and then they're going to come right back. Um, it seems like the all-star break just does something to people. Uh, Yankees and Red Sox have felt it, and apparently other teams have, have not. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too, I don't know. The Yankees are not the team that they were when they were on their big streak. Um, they, they have some pitching issues right now for sure. Biggest one being that, Araldis Chapman is, is my least favorite player on the Yankees in history. Scumbag. Uh, he is an absolute loser, and I wish they cut him after the allegations and everything. Well, I don't even think it was allegations. I think he got I He got suspended for it. Yeah. Um, I wish that he was off the team immediately. Uh, I was talking to somebody that actually knows a friend of his the other day, and he was saying how ever since he got down or ever since he went to the Yankees, he is always leaving New York, coming down to Miami party party. And who is this? Chapman. Chapman. So I don't know if you guys um, saw the game the other night where uh, what's his name got, got hurt. No. The Yankees, uh, well, geez, what's his name? The clo- uh, clo- closer, not Araldis, but, uh, geez, don't know. What is his name? Mariano Rivera. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll come up with it. But, um, 
So the reason why is because of Rolls Chapman, who used to be the best closer in baseball at, at one point, top five, whatever. He let up like six runs. So we had to put in um, our best closer, Michael King. That's his name. Our best closer, Michael King. In the ninth inning against the Orioles, which should never have happened, but Aroldis Chapman decided to let up a bunch of runs. So we had to put in our best guy to close out. And then he tore his labrum or something. So he's probably going to need Tommy Johns. And now we are in trouble with with pitching. And I'm optimistic because we can hit, but uh, I'm not optimistic because this is not a, not a great time for all this to go down. And I've said it throughout the whole entire season. Once playoff happens, everyone has the same record. Cam, you you caused me a little bit of cringe there because you said Labrum and then you said Tommy Johns. So that's not the right procedure for that injury. And it's Tommy John, not Tommy Johns. Okay. It hurt me on the inside. The labrum was not the right word to use. I, I just used it because I thought maybe that was the right one. That's not Tommy John. Whatever muscle that... Not a muscle. Whatever body part that goes with it. <laughs> Matt. Um, anyway, he's hurt. And <laughs> he needs help. He needs a band-aid. And uh, it's all because of we're all just having being a, a terrible person and... I wish we got rid of him sooner. So I'm not optimistic. I said I was earlier, but I just changed my mind. I'm not optimistic about the Yankees. I, uh, I'm i a little scared. I think I think you just have to look at what Dylan said to start his thing, which is baseball is a game of streaks. Um, I think the Yankees have been on a hot streak since the season started. They're going into a little bit of a cold spell. I wouldn't be too worried. I think they pull themselves out of it within, you know, a week and they're back to their winning ways. I wouldn't be too concerned. I think this team's yeah, wagon. They just lost their best closer though. That's that's not a streaky thing. That's somebody who's no longer playing. How long is he out for each season? He might need Tommy John. Yeah, okay. So full season. Um I mean, you have to – the trade deadline's coming up. Maybe you can unload some prospects for a closer. You might as well push for the championship while you have this roster. Um, um, all right. Um, that's basically all we have tonight. Uh, training camp's opening up. I don't really have anything on it. Obviously, we're getting close to football. That's all I care about. Um, do we want to just jump into list, guys? Yeah, list, guys. Are we doing uh, fruits? I guess we're doing fruits. Um, I want to go last, please. Right. Certified not big fruit guy. Not a fruit guy. I not a fruit guy. We did my list last week. I will I will hundred percent own this list this week. I'll go. Ready? I love fruit. I love fruit. Um number five for me, going uh blackberry. Some people think it's the sour cousin of the raspberry, but I like it better. The blackberry more juicy it's a little bit tart sometimes um every once in a while you get a dud in the box but nine times out of ten you get a really good one if i sit down with a new like cart container of blackberries i'll go through the whole thing one sitting 
that, that there's seven dollars out of my pocket wasted but worth it um good for you high in antioxidants um yeah grapefruit number five i i i've made this list based on if i'm just gonna pick it up and eat it not if i'm gonna make it into something or something else who's next i'll go um i have strawberry as my number five uh my reasoning strawberry as a solo fruit not great as a flavoring the best See, you throw strawberries in a smoothie. tucker's on my you same know, page this is what i didn't do you throw a strawberry in anything it makes it better a strawberry smoothie Strawberry anything, delicious. Strawberry is a fruit on its own, not great. So that's what puts me at strawberry at number five. All right. Number five, I have an apple. Now, you said that with such mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, so, so here's my thing. I love an apple. However... And apple picking has to be factored into this because that's just a great pastime. But the skin of an apple is good. No, no, not something I want. Full of toxins. It's not. I, I'll eat it. I'll eat an apple straight up. But the skin, if it wasn't you're, you're, there, I'd like it a lot more. You're eating the wrong type of apple. So I've eaten all types of apples. I've gone apple picking on so many field trips. I had my science teacher from ninth grade, Miss LeBach, ate all, ate the whole apple. She told me she's done it in front of me. She eats the whole apple seeds and all. Um, don't those have so cyanide in them? Um, I thought it was Doc. No. It sounds like a Doc yeah. move. It was anyway. Doc. It was one hundred percent Doc. Love, love the taste of an apple. Love it with peanut butter. But the peel is what really kind of turns me off the most. Peel. That's why it's coming out at uh, number five. The skin, whatever. Is it a peel? I've never called it a peel. But I, I, I'll say it's, it's a skin. It's skin. It's widely known as skin. Uh, my number five is going to be raspberries. Um, raspberries, one of those things you can find out in the wild. You just find a wild raspberry bush. You'd be like, hey, some raspberries. Um, you get the ones that you the... die. No. You got to know which ones are right. Um I remember I would find them all the time as kids, and I would ask, and they were like, you're good. Um, also, you can put them on your fingers, do that whole move, eat them like that, uh, little, get a little alien hand. Uh, also, blue raspberry flavored candy, fire, absolute gas. Um, there must be some sort of raspberry in there. Probably not, but I like to believe so. Nope. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going raspberries, number five. Not a fruit guy. All right, number four um, might be a little bit higher on everyone else's list. I'm going watermelon, number four. Watermelon. I thoroughly enjoy good watermelon. The problem is, is a lot of times you just don't get a good watermelon. Maybe I'm picking the wrong ones, um, but you know nothing's better than. It's really hot in the summer. And then, you know, like Cam, we've talked about before, you're like at the pool party, your fingers are all pruney. You're grabbing a bag. Are you grabbing into the big bowl of wet Doritos, Lay's chips and wet Doritos? And what's right next to it? The triangles of watermelon. 
and you start housing those things in one bite. Um, doesn't even matter at that point if it's good watermelon or not, but still that image, a good summer barbecue with the watermelon is, is, is great. Um, but yeah, watermelon number four, good fruit. Um, my number four is cantaloupe. I don't think it's going to make anyone else's list. Elite fruit, I think at its peak, better than watermelon in my opinion. I'm a huge cantaloupe guy, delicious, uh, cannot emphasize enough. Good cantaloupes, so good. Um, but yeah, number four, cantaloupe, just not, does not get enough respect. My number four is going to be grapes. Um, I I guess I prefer purple grapes over the green ones, but either way, I I like them both. Also, grape juice, probably, no, not even probably, definitely my favorite juice. Uh, Welch's grape juice in the carton specifically, has to be in the carton, is unreal, unmatched, and... I will go ahead and say that grapes themselves do not taste like grape soda or grape juice. It's it's a different taste, but but I like them both nonetheless. Um, grapes going to be number four, and Tucker. Never mind. Go ahead. Uh, my number four is going to be strawberries. Uh, classic fruit, nice in the summertime. Also, I like to use strawberry. You know, I like strawberries in desserts sometimes. You know, you get a chocolate strawberry, pretty darn good. You get a strawberry shortcake. Arguably, list of desserts, list guys of desserts, strawberry shortcake might be on mine. Um, strawberries, you know, they're solid. They got the little, you know, little bit of uh, kick to them. Not kick, but what's the word? Like a soury, um, you know, tart. little tart taste to it. Uh, reason they're number four. Hard to find a good strawberry sometimes. Big moldy fruit. A lot of mold on strawberries all the time. You going to the store? Mold. Strawberry flavored candy and stuff like that? Mid to me. Not don't really love it that much. Uh strawberry is my number four. I'm not a fruit guy. Um first up, uh, cantaloupe is almost on the bottom. Right underneath that would be honeydew melon for me. So tuck. I don't know what planet you're on, but yeah, it's, 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 it's different than mine. Um, number three, I'm going uh, a nice uh, late spring or early spring, late fall clementine. A beautiful clementine. There's nothing better. It literally tastes like candy. Um, I'll eat like three at a time. I get my pile of the rind or peel, whatever you want to call it, just stacked up, you know, on the coffee table as I'm munching on them. I always try to get it all peeled in one go because that's fun, too. Sometimes you can make it look like a penis, and that's also fun. Uh, but the fruit, great fruit. Um, just one little bite for each one. It's like a little present inside once you open it up. You got, um, I like the ones without the seeds, obviously, but, you know, even with the seeds, it's fun to just spit them out. Uh, yeah, Clementine, number three, eat a lot of them. 
my number three is apples. Apple, I think, is the most classic fruit. Refreshing. I'm a huge fan of it. Delicious. I love it. Um, I don't really know. I mean, it's just the most common fruit. I have it more often than anything else. It really does, like, kind of energize you. Like, people have kind of told me, like, instead of having an energy drink, just eat an apple, and it kind of actually works shockingly. So, highly recommend. Apple, number three. Sucker. I got you. Number three, cantaloupe. Thank you. Someone. Cantaloupe is delicious. And... Fun fact, Lindsay, my girlfriend, does not like or pretty much likes everything. There are very few foods that I like that she doesn't. <laughs> One of them is cantaloupe. She hates it. Maybe it's a thing where, like, you either like it or you don't. No in between. But I love cantaloupe. Grew up getting the cantaloupes. I think it's a, a very unique fruit on the outside. Because if you had to tell me the first time I ever saw a cantaloupe on the outside – which is like kind of green, a little bit of like a, a soft beige and like kind of rough and like there's holes and stuff. I wouldn't have known what to tell you what was inside. And then it's orange. That's insane. Love cantaloupe. I think it's very, very good. Don't know how you wouldn't like it. It's sweet. It's, it, you know, take out the seeds and you just chop it up like a watermelon, but it's just orange and different texture. Um, I love cantaloupe. I think honeydew melon, Dylan, um, is pretty much similar to cantaloupe. It's just not as sweet. Um, but I, I got your back, Tucker. Don't worry. We can go cantaloupe together one time. I appreciate it. Uh, my number three is going to be grapes. And 100% can purple grapes over green grapes. Um, I love a good grape every once in a while. You know, you ever have a Concord grape? You kind of like squeeze them into your mouth. It's a little different than eating a normal grape. But uh, wine is good. I like wine. Grapes flavored candy is arguably my favorite candy. I know that's a weird take, but it is my take. Uh, grape soda, excellent. Yes, it is a different flavor, but whatever. Um, yeah, grapes, you know, the classic uh, fruit for, for being pampered, laying down, having somebody feed you grapes. They're going to be my number three, not a fruit guy. Um. I'm a I'm an orange soda guy over grape soda by a million. Can't do that. That might also be a, a weird take, but um, you know the grape isn't on my list. I don't love grapes that much. I would say I like red ones more. But uh, as of a few weeks ago, I learned of cotton candy grapes, um, which are grapes that legitimately taste like cotton candy, and they're amazing. Except they cost about three times as much as normal grapes. But they're at uh, Price Dropper in Lenox, if anybody cares. Number two for me, I'm going and the apple of the pine variety. Um, I love a good pineapple. The trick is to buy it and leave it upside down for about 24 to 48 hours and until you can then take the stem off, like just forcibly take it off with, without it being too, too hard. And the reason is because it's sitting in the grocery store and all the juices are at the bottom, and then you got to flip it over so the juices run back to the stem. And then at that point, you should be able to rip it off because it's nice and moist. Trust me, it makes your pineapple experience better by about 100 times 
Um, pineapple to me uh, is my probably my favorite tasting fruit. Um, a lot of people hate pineapple, like my grandfather. If you if he's in the same room as a pineapple, he legitimately gagged. Cam, you want to sing now or later? So, pineapple's number two. What? You want to sing Love now it. or later? I'll wait for my turn. Okay. And then uh, Tucker can go. Uh, my number two is grapes. Grapes is an elite fruit. Uh, I think this should be on everyone's list. I mean... I just I think, think everything about grapes, grapes, I like, I'm like that, like, I don't have a preference, purple over green, green over purple, I love them both, I'll have whatever type of pineapple you want to give me, Grape. so, uh, Grape is what yeah, grapes at number two. Cameron? Tucker says, everything that you could love about grapes, and this says, I'll have whatever type of pineapple you can give me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Dylan, did I say pineapple? You did. Yeah, you said pineapple. I was, Trey, when you brought up the pineapple, I was waiting on Dylan to mention it because he's usually the one that will always bring it up. And I'm, I'm pretty upset that you didn't, Dylan. I was Talk. waiting for you to say I didn't want to say, I was almost not going to say anything either because I wanted to wait for the organic moment. That's why I didn't yeah. burst out in song myself. Very, very quick side note. Me and Dylan were going to play together. I had uh, one of the lead roles and uh, Dylan kind of just did it for fun. But... I had to sing a song, and Soft in flex. that song, I had to sing a pineapple. And now Dylan, uh, Dylan, pretty much repeats that anytime there's any sort of mention of fruit. Pretty much, um, it's one of my favorite things to do. I just like when your dad made fun of you by yeah. singing it. That was the funniest. Oh, he loves it. He loves it. Um, my number two is going to be raspberry. Uh, I don't really have a specific reason why my fingers. Was... No, I've never done it. Oh, try it out. I, have... no, like my... I can't. My fingers are too big. You do have big fingers. I have such big fingers. Good fingers to throw a football, though. I'll drop my huddle in the next. Uh, we'll tweet it out this episode. week. Um, I I really don't have a reason why. Um, like you said with strawberries, Trey, they do get moldy quickly. Um, I was debating between this being my number one and the next one, and that was one of the factors that came up, is you got to eat them quick. you got to eat them fast. And I usually do. Uh, they also kind of dye your hands a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, taste buds just kind of tell me raspberries are good, so I listen to them, and that's why it's number two. Uh, my number two is going to be blueberry. Uh, I like blueberries a lot. Um, one of the only fruits that I'll kind of go for if they're available. Um, blueberry flavored stuff is good. Another bush fruit, big bush fruit guy. Um, imagine my shock when I bit into a blueberry and I realized the inside wasn't blue. Uh, I didn't have them for a very long time because I was a picky child. I'm still a picky adult. Um, bit into one, not blue. Huge disappointment, but nonetheless, nonetheless, great fruit. Blueberry pie. The best pie. Ready to Ooh. go out there and say that. Not even close. That should be a list, guys, one day. Um, yeah, blueberry's my number two. I'm not a fruit guy. Um, yeah, blueberry's off my list. I do like a good blueberry, though. But see, the problem with me, 
the reason why I don't like blueberries is kind of the same reason why I don't like grapes that much. I don't do the mushy ones. They're poppable, like though. When, Both those fruits are just like pop, 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 pop. Yeah, but I don't like them when they're mushy. They got to be nice and solid, and half the time they're mushy, and I'm just like, ah. Also, but Violet anyway. Beauregard turns into a blueberry in Willy Wonka. Love that scene. Great scene. I wanted to um, bite her. She looks tasty. Um, but number one for me, I'm going with the age-old American classic, the apple. Um, I legitimately eat one apple a day. Um, I have one in my lunch at work. Uh, and if I don't, I eat one when I'm home. Like Tucker said, so far away. Like Tucker said, um, it actually is a very good energizer food. Um, I think it's because when you're eating it, you don't realize how much fruit you're actually eating because like it's a circle and you're like kind of biting it so you don't if you like laid it out i feel like you'd be like wow that's a lot of fruit um but maybe not maybe i'm just stupid uh but i usually do honey crisps or galas but i'm really not a prejudice to my uh apples except i don't really like the yellow ones uh they're not they're not my favorite but um yeah, I, 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 the one thing I'll say is about anything other than just eating it is apple pie, by far the best pie, and probably my one of my favorite desserts. Tuck? Number one, banana. Ugh, banana. that is horrid. Banana. I hate that. I was gonna, I was waiting for that from Tuck. I hate banana. I'm uh, proud of it. No one will be able to tell me otherwise. Uh, banana is the best fruit. Sorry, boys, but I'm right. Banana-flavored anything is garbage. Garbage. Very good. Banana Laffy Taffy, I'm on The worst. Brand. The worst Laffy Taffy. It might be the worst, but it's still very good to me. Cameron? I actually like so Banana Laffy Taffy as well. Yeah, before, before I get into mine, I... Did not have banana on my list, and it, it was very, very close. I just like a very, very specific type of banana, and it has to be like a certain day. There's one specific day when you buy a banana. I can't eat it until there's like a certain amount of brown on it, and if it goes over a day or under a day, I can't. Like, I can't eat it, so it's yeah, a difficult fruit for me to eat. However, made banana bread, I still have some in the fridge uh, currently. And that's banana always fire. So I do love bananas. Banana Laffy Taffy is the best flavor, no that's doubt. So that's now, such a bad question, take. It's the worst take given Tucker, on the show. My question to you, Tucker, is you you like bananas, your number one fruit. Do you like circus peanuts? Those are foul um, as well. I'll eat them. I'm not like a huge fan, though. I like Garbage. a good circus peanut. Well, I hate those. Now I get. Okay, that's fair. Might as well just I, eat I, a I pack like of peanuts. No, I'm a banana guy. Number one is going to be watermelon for me. Um, now, Dylan, you, you touched on something where it has to be a, a good watermelon. I 100% agree with you. Um, however, there are very few times where the watermelons I eat are, are not edible. That doesn't make any sense. But, um, for example, I... I if I'm going to go to the store and buy a fruit, 
is probably going to be a watermelon. I enjoy cutting it up. I enjoy, you know, slicing through the, the thick skin, not cutting it myself. Kind of fun. Oh, it's very fun. Um, you know, you can scoop it out with like a spoon or something like that. I've never done it personally, but makes a nice hat. You know, a lot of, a lot of people like to do that. Um, I used to be afraid of the seeds. If you asked me this, you know, 10 years ago, watermelon wouldn't have been number one. I used to be afraid of the seeds. Grow a watermelon uh, in your stomach. You, you know, you used to tell me that I used to get scared. And after I had a certain amount and it didn't actually happen, you know, I figured it'll probably be okay. Uh, black seeds, I, I stay away from a hundred percent. Um, I, I, I really do think that they'll do something wrong for you, whether it's true or not. Um, now recently I've discovered frozen watermelon. Never had it before in my life, but I've been, that freezing sounds good. I've been freezing it and it's unreal. I give it to my dog. She loves it. And I had it myself. It's, it's very, very good. Um, probably like said, going warm, warm summer day. Refreshing is right. You get out of the pool, full soaking wet, and a towel. I'll grab a watermelon. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's, that's the best. With Doritos already in there, maybe a jersey oh, on the side. Wow. Everything shoved in there. Ten, ten birthday party. You go to Berkshire West. You're in the pool. You get out. Mom's got watermelon already pre-cut in the triangles. Oh, yeah. What is wrong with you guys? Grabbing it. Yeah, it's just it's it's a very like summer vibe. There's a certain feeling to it. Um, if I didn't give enough already, that's my number. Now, have you ever had a yellow watermelon? No, never. Oh, have you ever had watermelon with it's salt on it? What yes, the hell like are it. we talking about? I don't, I don't like it. It's, a lot of people Jesus really like it. I don't. Christ. But the yellow, yellow watermelon. Cheese and watermelon and salt and watermelon. Yellow, it's the best watermelon I've ever had. Yeah, I don't know about the yellow. I've, I've never actually had that, but the salt one. It's, it's hit or miss. you got to put a very little amount of salt. But I, I see what people say when they say they like it. it it's kind of like contrast, like contrast the sweet and the uh, salty. It's kind of like a margarita. Uh, Wadham did not make my list. If I wanted a watermelon, I'd just drink a glass of water because it just tastes like nothing. It's just water. Um, watermelon has the most sugar out of any other, of any fruit. Well, I'm health, con- I'm and health the, conscious. The banana, so. the banana is number two. Which is so I'm health conscious bananas. is what I'm hearing. Uh, my number one is the king of all fruit, the iconic apple. Um, apples are the first thing you taught about in school. Pretty sure, pretty sure that's the first word you learn how to spell. Um, apples. Let me ask you a question. It might be. Let me ask I you a question. A throwback to uh, the golden days of part of my take. Do you guys wash your apples? Me, it's a hard no. No. If I if I'm at, standing in the kitchen and I take one out of the fridge. 80% of the time, I'll rinse it. Other than that, no. Yes. Yes. So you time. shouldn't wash your apples. It's going to damage your immune system. You want to get that gross apple bacteria into you to make you strong. Yeah. So yeah. my favorite thing about apples, going apple picking, ripping them off the trees, taking a bite, and then hucking it as far as I can. Love doing that. When I get drunk, I tend to do it with beer. Uh, take one sip and huck the thing. So to be able to do that in a socially acceptable uh, acceptable setting is uh, great for me. I don't me. know. I don't know how <laughs> acceptable that is. <laughs> it's the only You're time. Right. Yeah. You remember the you remember the commercial sip stealing? No. Coca Cola commercial where they got a they used to go into the store and they would get like a little bit of Coke and then they sip it and then a little bit more and then sip it. No. Oh, never mind. 
That's that's what it reminded me of. Um, Look it up. I'll drop a link. Anyway, uh, apples are the only fruit that I'm actively looking to eat when I go like apple picking. I'm looking to eat fruit. That's the only time in my life that I'm looking to eat fruit. Um, <laughs> apple a day. Doctors away. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows the rules. Um, yeah, I mean, the apple's the king of all fruits. Uh, it's the only one that I'll really go for if it's sitting around. Uh, nothing more satisfying than just, just housing a big, just taking a huge bite out of, out of an apple. See how much you can get off of it. Um, heard the cores and the, not the cores, the seeds have cyanide in them. Don't know if that's true. Uh, trace amounts. Maybe don't eat those. Um, yeah, and I'm uh, not a fruit guy. Apple's number one. Um, all right, let's move on to the movie. Uh, Full Metal Jacket, Dylan's pick. Who watched it? I did. I did. I did not. I did. I, I did. I had to. Uh, Tucker, did you watch? You did watch The Patriot. So, all yes, right. Um, I'll go first, then Cam, since you haven't seen it, then you go, then Dylan, your movie. So, I love this movie. Uh, I will say, I think the first half is much more interesting than the actual war itself. Uh, the, the training bit is, uh, I think, very good. The drill instructor was a real drill instructor, um, so not an actor, just came in and did what he actually did to train people. Um, but, I mean, Vietnam's a super interesting war because it was so hated, and to kind of see that in filmmaking I think is always interesting. Apocalypse Now is another Vietnam movie I really like. Um, I don't really know what to say much about the movie itself. I mean, I think it's well done. I think the characters are cool. I like, um, what the hell's the main guy's name? Joker, um, cowboy, you know, the deaths of some of these guys hit home. You know, you're like, damn, I didn't want that guy to die. He does. Shows you the brutal brutality of it. You know, the, the prostitutes, stuff like that. Um, and how much these guys didn't really care. Um, private pile, all time, uh, all time kind of creepy guy. Um, obviously, you know, wasn't made for it and that showed, but I like this movie a lot. I think it's one of the best war movies out there. Uh, I'm going to go with a solid eight, four. I really like this movie. Uh, Cameron, your first time seeing it, right? Yeah. So I said that last week and then I realized, well, I said last week that I've, I've seen parts of it and I saw more than I thought I did just kind of going through the movie. Um, but my opinion doesn't change. I just, I, I just, I hate war movies. I, it's not, it's not really for me. Um, Surprising like, to me. like, me too. like you said, Trey, the, the first half of the movie, um, was definitely a lot better. I, I kind of had some, uh, how do you want to put it? I could kind of relate a little bit to like the, the screaming from the, the, uh, Sergeant and the the terms like you said last week with, with Coach D used to use a couple of phrases. Definitely noticed that. And then the actual war itself, like for example, Saving Private Ryan, uh, Saving Private, Saving Private Ryan, and uh, Pearl Harbor, those kind of movies, doesn't do it for me. Um, this is actually the better of those kind of movies, so I didn't hate it, but I would say. We'll give it like a seven three. Uh, Dylan. Um. Yeah, I I liked it. Um, 
my favorite scene is definitely the first scene with the drill charge and just drilling into the guys. Um, this was the first time that I had seen it like in one sitting all the way through because I think I had watched it in college maybe over a couple days or and then seeing bits and pieces here and there just like on passing on TV. Um, yeah, by, by far I was more interested in the first part. The second part was kind of eh. Um, I understand what he was kind of saying, and he explicitly said it in one part about the duality of man and, and, and the war in general. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't really love it just because the second half to me was just kind of stale. But that that might have been part of the point. Um, so I, I'll give it a I'll give it a seven six. Um, all right, that gives it a grand score of seven point seven. Um, now now that you mention it, Dill, I do think that yeah, the second half is is doesn't glorify the war, which is uh, I think what they were going for. Um, all right. After Dylan, it's it me. is me. Cam. All right. So I have one in mind, but real quick, did you guys see that they're coming out with new Avengers? Yes. No. And new Black Panther. Well, I've never seen the first one. Well, the um, actor's dead, so. Okay. I don't know how they're going to pull it out. Um, prostate cancer? Colon cancer? I don't know. Anyway, uh, my movie is The Three Amigos. This is an oldie. Heard of it? Yeah. Never heard of it. Chevy Chase. Oh, Dylan, you're going to love it. No, it's The Three... It, yeah, it's Chevy Chase, but it's also like Steve Martin and Martin Short, the three... Literal Three Amigos. Like, those are the three SNL guys. Whatever. Um... Love this movie. I had it on DVD. I've probably seen it 30 times. Haven't seen it in a very long time, so I'm excited to watch it. Um, should get tens from everyone. Not worried about it. Um, yeah. Uh, my only knowledge of this movie, never seen it. There was an old copy VHS of it in the top floor, uh, the highest floor in Eastover. It was always there, sitting in the big room. So. Uh, that's my only knowledge of this movie. Um, all right. That is our episode. Long episode tonight. It always goes that way when we have nothing to talk about. We just ramble on. Um, but that's all we got. I will get that poll up tomorrow. So we are all caught up on points for next week. Next week, we got uh, the breakdown a little whiff ball tournament, boys. I know we did that last season just briefly. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, we're almost to football training camp starting up so we'll have football news hopefully flying not as fast and hard wrap up our movies and uh, get into the real meat of the show uh, when the leaves start to fall but uh, that's all I got for you Uh, anybody got anything else before we sign off hearing nothing nope we're good alright thanks for being with us and we will see you next week bye